Wow, isn't that incredible? Woo! Talk about all the feels. What an incredible experience Easter was. Almost 13,000 across our 10 campuses live. Incredible. What, a, what, an, what an amazing thing. And I've seen so many pictures. But there was a picture I wanted to show you that just and when I saw it, it I just I, I couldn't take my eyes off. It's just and one of the Easter shots. Check this out. We're given the invitation. I had no idea that back, this is at the Pellissippi campus, one of our students back there praying that God would move and save people. Man, we got an incredible student ministry across all of our campuses. Come on. Isn't that awesome? <clears throat> wow. Man, I, I mean, it just, God is doing an incredible work. Our students, man, stay on your knees. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep serving. God is going to use you and to do incredible things. I wish when I was your age, I knew Jesus and knew what you knew, uh, what, what, what you can be, man. You're so far ahead of the game with a lot of us that took a lot more laps in the stupid pool than we cared to really remember or talk about. One of our values was we serve others. An incredible weekend people served in parking lots and lobbies and epic kids and greeters and counselors and baptism assistants and production and everywhere else. Man, and because of that, we saw, we saw 115 people baptized at our 10 campuses last week. So it was a great weekend. The only thing we found more, of, more than of uh, Easter eggs were people far from God. And that's what we're all about. So way to go, way to serve. Matter of fact, if last weekend was your first weekend serving, you loved it, man, keep, keep doing it. Keep using your gifts. Keep serving the body of Christ because as more people serve, we can reach more people. And uh, so again, it's just a great celebration. And listen, we get to walk victorious because Jesus was victorious over death, hell, and the grave. When he rose, we rose with him. Are y'all with me? So man, we can walk in victory. So welcome to all of our campuses. So great to have you with us this weekend Everyone that's online and, and others that are listening somewhere, some other time, we're great. To, it's just great to have you. Michelle and I love you so much and I'm thrilled that you're with us. You make our worship more meaningful just by your presence with us. If you're just getting back to church over your COVID, I don't know, I lost track of how many families I talked to last week. Say, hey, first time back, first time back, first time back. You couldn't have picked a better time to come as we enter this month-long series, we're calling All the Feels. And so it is, inc I can't emphasize how important this sermon series is. So if you're traveling, get online, don't miss one. Because what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a look at our emotions and look at some of the most important truths in the Word of God about your feelings and how to walk in victory. We wanna help everyone how to live with all the feels your emotions without losing control of your life, of your marriage, of your health, of your finances, of your spiritual walk. So if you're a Christ follower this weekend, man, I wanna encourage you to take some notes because we're gonna help you. If you walk out these truths, I guarantee you can live with all the feels and not lose the freedom that Jesus bought for us on the cross. So no matter what culture, no matter what time, no matter what race, no matter what economic situation you're in, we all have something in common, and that is we all struggle with emotions. 
And emotions make us feel all over the place. Would y'all agree with that? Come on now, I really want you to stay connected. Most of us ride a roller coaster. That's where emotions, ups and downs, highs and lows, sad and glad, mad. And I'm just, we ride this roller coaster and, and, and it's, it's just not the right way to live. So we didn't go, it doesn't matter what time either. It's not like this, this generation's worth any worse. We've all, every generation struggles with it, no question. And so there's a, a Roman province called Galatia of which the Apostle Paul, one of the most important people, spiritual leaders in the Bible, writes a letter, which we call a book, called Galatians. And he so deals with this, it's an incredible book for you to dive into. This is what he said, beginning in verse 13, chapter five. For you were called to freedom. The pause. Our emotions will rob us of freedom. Would y'all agree with that? You were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one, this one statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then, he, he, and then verse 15, he warns us, but if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Now, when I started studying this years, years ago, in the original, bite and devour is a pack of wild animals devouring an animal, another animal. They're just ripping it apart. And, I, and when I first got saved and learned this, I thought, well, why would he write this to the church? That's the world, not the church. We don't bite and devour. Then after being in church for a while, I, oh, oh yeah, we do bite and devour each other. I was thinking, yeah, we do. Church splits, church fights, people hating each other. Man, it is incredible. Marriages, man, I mean, we can turn on each other like a pack of dogs. That's what Paul says. You're gonna bite and devour one another. You'll, you'll be consumed. Now, does this, does this make sense to everyone? And so over 2,000 years, very little has changed. And so let me ask you a question. Why are believers so angry? Have you been on social media? Have you been on Facebook? Everybody's mad. Everybody's mad everywhere. Why are people so afraid? The Bible says, do not be afraid. And yet we walk in fear of COVID, fear of economics, fear of politics. We just live in fear. Is that, is that freedom when you live in fear? No. Why are we so sad? Why are we so depressed? Why are we so defeated? Why do we feel so splintered and apart and divided? Let me tell you why. Because we're all caught up in all the feels. Does that make sense? We're just caught up. So how do you feel? Do you feel out of control? Or, you know, do you feel nothing at all? And I love a sermon when nobody gets out. Unless you're a Vulcan, you, this is, this is going to apply to you. Maybe let me ask you a question. Do you believe it's even possible to find freedom without, to feel without losing yourself in all the feelings that we feel? John, Jesus' probably best friend and the youngest of all the disciples, writes in John chapter, uh, John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus came to give us life and to give us to us life more abundantly. Now, does abundant life sound like living an emotional roller coaster? 
Does this sound like fear and depression, anxiety and worry and hatred and bitterness and jealousy? No. Jesus died and gave us what I'm, what I'm, gonna, start, I'm gonna call in this series, it's a new term, redeemed emotions. And Paul calls these, these redeemed emotions, you know them as the fruit of the spirit. See, when we live God's way, he brings gifts into our lives and like fruit appears in an orchard, a believer, fruit is gonna be produced in our lives. He, he says of the redeemed emotions, but the fruit of the spirit, our redeemed emotion is love. Listen, does this mark your life? These nine fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Boy, couldn't we use some kindness in America? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, self-control. Against us things there is no law. Does that sound like you? Am I defining your life? Most would say, I, well, uh, yeah, there's a couple there I think I got. I'm a little, there's three or four I'm a little weak on. So come on, let's be raw and real. This is not how most of us feel most days. And our number one value is we put God first and one of the places that you have to put God first is in your emotions, in your emotions. And so why do Christians still struggle with emotions? Why is it? Maybe you've asked yourself, how come I still struggle with this? Why do I live like a slave to my emotions? Matter of fact, to me, this, is, this was the sentence when I first started taking notes, thinking about this series, the first thing I wrote. Most of us are tied up, tangled up, chained up, and controlled by emotions. That's why divorce is where it is. That's why people splinter. That's why small groups break up. And honestly, if we could be real, you can trace most of your pain and your problems back to unredeemed emotions. If we could just, instead of blaming everybody else for where you're at, come on, have I told you I loved you? Still blaming everybody else? See, one, one of the problems in, in the church and in America today is we, we feel free to think, feel whatever we want. Well, it doesn't matter what the Bible says. It, I, can, I can just think or feel or be or do whatever I want to do. I've had people for almost 40 years of ministry say this to me so many times. Pastor, I know what the Bible says, but. Now, when they say that, they're about to not do what the Bible says, Right? I know what the Bible says, but. I know what the Bible says about divorce, but. I know what the Bible says about tithe, but. I know what the Bible says about anger, but. I know what the Bible says, but. Do not be fooled by the but. Because unbridled feelings can lead you to life without victory or peace or joy or God's favor. Are y'all with me? Are y'all okay? Take a breath. It's gonna be all right. Because this year's your favor. It's our theme. If you're just joining us, Psalms 90 verse 17, may the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and confirm for us the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. That's our, that's our theme verse for this year. And so this month, as we talk about all the fields, let me tell you what it really is. It's really a spiritual warfare series. Now, we all love spiritual warfare, but let me tell you why, I, I, why I've said this is a spiritual warfare series because your emotions are the easiest access for the enemies of heaven. 
It is a door that the devil has a key to that when you have victory, he opens that door of your emotions and walks in and wreaks havoc. Following all the feels can make us, you know what it does? It makes us believe lies even while we've got the truth of God in our hands. Following all the feelings can, all the feels makes us do things we hate even while we love Jesus. Following all the feels can make us fight for control or just sometimes completely surrender to our emotions without even lifting up a fight. So have you ever stopped to think? Again, it's all right to think. If you're new, we, you, we can think here. Are you with me? You can think. Where does all your fear come from? Why, why do you live in, in fear? Because the worst thing that can happen to you is you die and go to heaven. Is that bad? I mean, am I, am I, is that bad? But do, are we not marked by fear? Where does it come from? The Bible says fear not and we fear. The Bible says don't be anxious for anything and we live with anxiety. The Bible says to love even your enemies and we're filled with hatred. The Bible says don't be jealous or bitter because bitterness is the root that will eat your heart out and yet we're full of bitterness and jealousy. You know where the, the Old Testament, the Hebrews, you know where they thought all that came from? Your kidneys. That's right, your kidneys. Your kidneys. Now we know better, but because down here, where you're near your kidneys is this giant bundle nerve. And when you're anxious or fearful or all the stuff is raging, you feel it down here. So they thought that your emotions came from your kidneys. Matter of fact, the, the, the National Kidney Foundation said too much stress can contribute to poor health, increasing your blood pressure and damaging your kidneys, even though that's not where your emotions actually come from. But there's something in our lives worse than the physical damage. And so in chapter five, Paul writes of what I'm calling now unredeemed emotions. It's not, a, it's not everyone, he just gives us a list. Beginning in verse 19, now the deeds of the flesh are unredeemed emotions are evident. Immorality, impurity, sensuality. See, there's this emotion, sensuality, and then we have an affair. Are you with me? It starts up here and then it goes elsewhere. Uh, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. We could just mark that one out. Disputes, dissensions, factions, envying in a day of social media and comparing with everyone else, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. See, the, problems, the problem with unredeemed emotions or the deeds of the flesh is that following all the feels will leave you feeling chained up and out of control. Your life will spiral. Now, here's the crazy part. If you're listening, say I am. Here's the crazy part. Controlling your emotion is not the answer. Control, because we've all tried to control our emotions, right? And failed miserably. I told myself, not gonna get mad, not gonna get mad, not gonna get mad, then wanted to kill one of Michelle's children. Uh, and so you're helpless to bring about control over your emotions. Actually, you just get in the way of victory. Now, Michelle, I, I bought Michelle the Sherman Shepherd. Her last Sherman Shepherd died, and 
I got her this puppy and now it's about 500 pounds and he goes to the barn with me and, and today I was, you know, I was working on this plug-in and the dog walked right between me and the plug-in and, and just got in the way. And I was trying to get out of the way, I'm trying to get it done and, and the dog just won't move. When it comes to emotions, we just get in the way of the answer. We just get in the way. Paul said in chapter three of the same letter, chapter three, verse two, this is the only thing I wanna find out from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing with faith? Which one was it? The law or faith? Faith. Okay, that's how we begin, by faith. That's how we're perfected, by faith. It's not by the law. It's not by the flesh, which is you trying to control your emotions. Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? You can't control it. We've tried it, simply won't work. We gotta have something better than ourselves and something stronger than our own willpower or our flesh. So, I mean, honestly, I, I've said it, I say it often. Man, my, my underneath emotion that I have to deal with is anger. I grew up, two stepdads in my formative years were rage-aholics. Rage, screaming, anger, that's all that I knew. And then Michelle grows up in a house where she never one time ever heard her mom and dad fight. So we were polar opposites. We get married, I'm screaming and yelling. She just, you know, I'd be talking to her, don't scream at me. I said, honey, I'm not screaming. If you, I'm, I'm gonna show you what screaming's all about. And, and, and just, just deal with anger. And if I let it, anger would take over. Because it's just, it's just an, it's an emotion, an unread emotion that I learned, probably had it in me and I learned it. Are you with me? but I've got a choice. I can let it control me or I can crucify it. Cause I got some good news. You have a choice in either letting your emotions control you or you walking in victory. Now, let me just say something to some across all of our campuses. Those of you that are not yet Christ followers, this next part is not for you. This act, you don't have access to what I'm about to share. You can in a minute, our campus pastors are gonna tell you how, that you, can, how you can begin a relationship with Jesus. But before Jesus, this is not open. And so, come on, Christ followers all in favor, say aye. aye. All right, here, so, so here's, here's the deal. Here's what we have to do. We've gotta give full control of our emotions to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you wanna know more, read the book of Galatians. Just read it every day for the next week because that's what it's all about. Foolish Galatians who bewitched you, Paul says. So we can't control our emotions, but the Spirit of God can. So in Ephesians 5.18, the next book, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, electric, General Electric Power Company, the four of prison epistles that are put together that Paul wrote. He said, don't be drunk with wine for that is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. The Greek word is palero, which means to be filled to the tippy top. You ever poured a glass someone and said, would you like more? Yeah, I want it to the tippy top. To the point you couldn't pick the glass up, you gotta bend down and slurp it. You ever seen that? That's what this word is, filled to the tippy top. It would be better understood in our context as being under the control of, being filled by, under the control of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, just like a drunk is under control of the alcohol, that's why he uses it, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, because if you are filled, you are no longer under your control, you are under the Spirit's control. Are you with me? You are living under the influence, driving under the influence. This, this kind of influence is legal. Driving under the influence of the Holy Spirit. So that's, that, that's where we want. This is what Paul is desperately trying to get the Galatians to get a hold of. That it's not by our flesh or by our willpower, but it's by actually our surrender that we win. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? Is it okay? I can start over. Are we good? Matter of fact, a recent uh, study of the U.S. Census Bureau said four out of 10 adults have developed symptoms of depression or anxiety by the end of last year, over 40%. And, and I talk about being burdened for people far from God all the time, but if I could just be honest for a minute, actually, this, I'm gonna be honest, this whole sermon, not for one minute. But if God could be wrong real, this is the greatest area of my burden for you. Because after 40 years, I've watched so many families fall apart. I've watched so many lives fall apart. I've watched so many promisers be destroyed by the attacks of the enemy through their emotion. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? And I have prayed for weeks that God would open your ears and that God would open your eyes that by the end of this month, you'd have the greatest liberty and freedom that you ever walked in in your spiritual life. Because I promise you, with Jesus, there's freedom, there is hope, and there's a way out. Are y'all with me? We are not stuck under the, he said it, man, don't, go, don't be yoked again to slavery. Ephesians 24, 524 said this. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus, anybody here belong to, come on, anybody at any campus belong to Christ Jesus? Come on, North. Come on, Farragut, Anderson. Come on, let me hear you. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions. That's emotions. We've crucified with our, the, the flesh and its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, not by the flesh, Romans 8, 8, those who walk in the flesh can't please God. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us be in control of the Spirit. Let us enjoy fellowship of the Spirit. Let's walk in the power of the Spirit. Let's feel the anointing of the Spirit. Let's walk in the miracles of the Spirit. Let's walk in the, are y'all, are y'all, are y'all getting this? Come on. Man, that's, that's what, this is what God, that's, this is what the Lord wants. Jesus said, it's better for you guys for me to go. They said, no, 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 we stop telling it's going to be better because I'm with you sometime. The Holy Spirit will be with you all the time. It's going to be better for you. We live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit, and let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another, come on. See, this is not a truth that we just, we just learn, a, a scripture that we memorize. It's something that has to work its way through the very core of our spirit, of who we are deep inside, of every detail, every facet of our lives, because we must refuse to let all the fields have all the power. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? Are you okay? You look a little shell-shocked. Y'all all right? Come on. Come on. So for me, all the feels, the almost 40 years ago, I stood before somebody in a robe and I made promises to God and Michelle. I made vows to God to be faithful to her till death do us part. I made a covenant 
And it's deeper than my feelings. Are y'all with me? It's deeper than that. My commitment is deeper than my feelings. Man, I'm committed to Michelle. But the only way I can be a halfway decent husband to Michelle is to surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit to rule this vessel. Because if the flesh is in control, I am not a good dude to be around. Are y'all with me? Man, in my flesh, I'm just nasty. Just bad. I'm just bad. I've got to, I've got to do it just every day. See, emotional immaturity is a sign of spiritual immaturity. Yeah, but I, man, I got the whole Bible memorized. I can, I listen, I don't care how much doctrine you know, I don't care how much theology you know, I don't care how much word you know, I care how much you do. Because Jesus said, listen, it's not those that hear the word of God that are just, it's those that do the word that are justified before me. And so we've got to do the word. It's not about information, it's about, it's about application. It's about surrender to the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me? And so, can you really live good today and bad tomorrow and good the next day and bad and sad and glad and this most roller coaster? What we've got to do is choose to be led, filled, controlled by the Holy Spirit and escape the erratic roller coaster of emotions. So, so how, how, how do I do that, Pastor? I'm so glad you asked. Incredible question. Thank you so much for asking. North, I can hear that from the campus over there. This is it. Total, complete surrender and submission to the Holy Spirit. Complete. That'd be part of your life. Come on, somebody. That means all of your life. 24 7, 365. Sometimes it might, might need to be daily, might need to be hourly, might need to be minutely. In, in chapter 5, verse 1, he said, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm in the truth. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do not begin subject again to a yoke of slavery. He did not save us so that we would be slaves to our emotions. Are y'all with me? So let me give you a couple things. So you gotta surrender, be filled. I'm talking about Ephesians 5.18. That, that verb in that filled is a continuous action. So let me just give you a couple thoughts. Get on the Bible reading plan with us. Get in the word of God so you know the truth. So when you feel one way and the Bible says another, you can bring your feelings under control of the Holy Spirit and live the word. Does that make sense? If you don't have a plan, join us. Put on every day the helmet of salvation. Jesus was crucified in the place of the skull. We need to be crucified in the place of our thoughts, our emotions. Put on the helmet of salvation. Being entangled in emotions is not the will of God for your life. It's not. Being free, walking in victory and joy and peace. Philippians 4, 8, what does it, what, what does it say? Whatever things are good, whatever things are excellent, whatever things are worthy, whatever things are uh, true, honorable, lovely, whatever is good repute, if there's anything excellence in anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. And what'll happen? The verse above, the peace of God. That passes all understanding. You guard your heart and mind, not fear, not anxiety, not worry. I was talking to my brother on the phone and he said, hey man, I'm trying to get in handle on worry. I said, I got a great idea. He said, what's that? I said, get your calendar out. He said, okay. I said, Thursday night, eight o'clock. What, what am I gonna do? You're gonna worry from eight to nine. He said, Chris, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I said, yeah, so I was worrying about it. Are you with me? I said, listen, mom loves to worry. Call her and let her worry for you. 
Michelle's dad has a PhD in worry. He's the greatest worrier I've ever known. Michelle said, I'm worried. I said, call your dad. He needs something to worry about. Call him. Are are y'all with me? Now, if you're just getting back to church, man, let me challenge you. Get in a group. We're starting fire groups. Man, jump in one of these new fire groups and jump in there. If you hadn't been to a freedom group, it's the single best thing I've ever done in small group. And go to the freedom conference after it. Does this make sense? You got to do it. You got to do it. Now, just a second, campus pastors, if you'll make your way up to all of our campuses, as you guys come, I'm going to turn it over to you in just a second, and they're going to help all those folks who do not know Jesus yet give their hearts to him. Listen, instead of following all the fields, let's follow Jesus to peace. Instead of following all the fields, let's follow Jesus to contentment in whatever circumstance you're in. Instead of all the fields, let's follow him to victory, regardless of who's in the White House, the Democrats or the Republicans. Are you with me? Jesus won the battle over your unredeemed emotion. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the dread champion of Isaiah. You can walk in calm victory, regardless of what's going on around you, if you'll surrender to the fullness of the Holy Spirit and just walk in the joy of the Lord. So what we got for all of us? Come on. So we'll have God for all of us. You can find freedom. Now, so campus pastors, hey man, I love you. I love you. I love you campuses. Again, thank you guys for serving last weekend. Campus pastors, you guys take it over and, and bring some people to Jesus. I got behind bars online, Pelsippi. Maybe you're not sure about church or faith or you're not, and man, you're just not sure about any of that kind of stuff. Maybe you had a bad experience as a kid, and man, you just thought church sucked, and, and you're trying to figure all this out. Listen, let me tell you what you do want. You don't want to live under emotional, in emotional bondage, and you want to live in peace. And there is no peace in the world. The only peace is through Jesus. That's the only way. It's, I came to give you life and give you to you abundantly. It's wide open. He gave the path. He laid it out. The real question is, are you ready to receive the gift of salvation? He said, salvation is by grace, a gift, an unmerited favor through faith. It's not of yourselves, not of the works you've done, not of being religious so that no one can boast. So if you're ready to turn your life over to Jesus, he's ready, he's ready. So if you would bow your head, I'm gonna lead us in a simple confessional prayer. So if you're ready to open your heart of Jesus, we're gonna pray this out loud with you. Pray it with us. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know we're separated. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the grave. I wanna make you my Lord. I receive your gift of salvation, forgiveness, and adoption. Mm. 